right, uh, we're going to take you to Paul now. And this is where the official Women's Day celebrations are taking place. And at the podium currently, uh, Sophie Debrain. And she, of course, was one of the leaders who led that march of 20,000 women of all races as they marched to the union buildings on this day in 1956 to pre- present a petition against the carrying of passes. But as much as we are happy and proud about our past heroic efforts, we need to reflect a moment about where we come from, where we are, most importantly how to make our country and and continent and the world more just, fairer and more equitable a place for women of today. Women seek no favors. Women want what they deserve, a safe, just, and equitable society. The statistics released in a United Nations report early this year, led by our former president, Kumzile Mlambo Muka, are by no means complete. And it gives us a high-level picture of that tragedy that has befallen women. But how clear is this picture? Do we know how many of these 50,000 sexual offences, for example, were prosecuted? What is the conviction rate? This is where statistics are no longer easily available. And this is where the real tragedy of the violence visited upon women lie. We know that those who got away with raping and killing women continue today and do so because they know they will get away with it. They know police do not have the capacity, nor at times the sensitivity, to deal with these many violations. They know the police do not have the skill to properly investigate the cases. And they know, Mr. President, that our democracy has not infused police management with necessary will to put an end to this mayor. This fills me with a lot of pain and sadness. We did not march against that brutal apartheid regime for our democratic government to treat perpetrators of women abuse with kid gloves. No, absolutely not. As women, we also know too well that violence has put pay to many women's dreams and aspirations. The specter of femicide must have no place in South Africa. Yet the violence visited upon Karabo Mukwena by her boyfriend Sandile Manswe was revealed in court. Take note, Mr. President, that I did not say we are happy with the conviction. No, as women, we know too well that many other women are not as lucky to get justice as Karabo. 
as Karabo's parents. They die without a voice. Their cases made the statistics without anybody toy-toying on their behalf. To young women of today, I urge you to stand up for your rights. I urge you to arm yourself with education and fight for those jobs and promotions in the boardroom. I urge you not to pull each other down, but to lift each other up. The terrain of struggle is now in the streets, as in the boardroom. Mama Sisulu would have wanted you to move from the street committees to board committees and to forums where important decisions are taken for the whole nation and our economy. At this stage, Program Director, I'd like to commend the thousands of women, young and old, who, moved, who marched last week against gender-based violence in the name of Kanseni Maseko, who is being buried today. And so it was admirable and encouraging, Mr. President, to see you change your busy schedule so that you may receive a memorandum from women who participated in the total shutdown march of last week. Unlike the coward Minister Stridum, who ran away from meeting the 1956 women, you instead, Mr. President, ran towards women marches and listened to them. Let me also pass on a kind reminder and a word of encouragement to our Minister of Women in the Presidency, the President of the ANC Women's League, Ms. Patabile Blamini, and to all women leaders, whoever you are and whoever, whatever position you serve in, to never tire, to emulate Mama Sisulu, who knew that leadership means nothing absolutely nothing. If those that you follow, you are, not you are not appreciated, not recognized and affirmed. You need to understand, like Mama Albertina Sassuru did, that collective leadership, taking into account the voices and the will of those that you lead, the women and the people, was a bedrock of the liberation movement. The power of the four women you see in the image was magnified by the 20,000 women behind them. If you do not keep sight of the will of those that you lead, that you are not truly a leader, perhaps an autocrat, a despot, a dictator, but not a leader. Mom Albert and Albertina Sassuru also understood that the four women at the forefront of the march, an African and Indian, a colored, and a white woman, was no accident. It was an unambitious vision that the founding mothers of the Federation of South African Women and its liberation movement 
had a truly unified future South Africa, regardless of race, color, or creed. Mama Albertina Sisulu was one of the founding members of the Federation of South African Women in 1954. She was a strong believer in a truly united future South Africa, regardless of race, color, or creed. Today, we should always bear the unifying vision in mind and always seek to do what is best for women. I have a lot to say still, but there is no time. And so, I want to say thank you very much, Program Director Maribongwe. Maribongwe! Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM. All right, it's 20 minutes after 12, and uh, at the moment, uh, still uh, just looking at our screen there, I can see uh, the uh, Master of Ceremonies still uh, speaking there. So we'll cut back to the live proceedings at the official Women's Day event in Paul as soon as another speaker takes to the podium. But in the meantime, as I'd indicated, we'll try and catch up on some other stories as well. Now, tributes continue to pour in uh, following the sudden death of hip-hop artist Linda Prokid Mkize. The 30 27-year-old is regarded as one of the strongest lyrical geniuses within the genre of hip-hop and also a pioneer for many artists. Uh, He passed away after he had a seizure while visiting friends and fans and colleagues in the music industry continue to express their shock and to pay tribute on social media. And uh, we're just trying to get on the line to us now. Um, One of uh, the people who actually worked with him, a fellow artist, artist uh, proverb who of course is now the executive producer of uh, SA Idols and uh, he's also the host of that show along with being an acclaimed hip-hop artist himself so uh, just trying to get through to proverb there as soon as we get him uh, we'll try and uh, just find out more from him about uh, proverb as many continue to pay tribute to his legacy and then also um, uh, just uh, to tell you what's happening elsewhere uh, the the Pan-Africanist Congress of Azania, they, of course, are having that unity conference that's uh, scheduled to take off in Kimberley today. And uh, this in an attempt to stop, um, uh, uh, rather after an attempt to stop uh, the conference uh, by Narius Moloto, who is the current party president. So uh, we'll uh, speak to our reporter, Neo Bodumela, time permitting, about how proceedings are pro- uh, going in that regard as well. And then a few others as well. Um, Unfortunately, we uh, may not be able to get to all of these stories with all the good intentions in the world. But, um, yeah, we'll also take a look at what's happening at uh, the funeral service of uh, the Rose University law student, uh, Kensani Masego. That's taking place here in Johannesburg today. It's a private ceremony. And uh, the EFF Gauteng Chairperson, Mandi Samashiko, she has called on government to open up special courts to handle um, the gender-based violent crimes. And uh, Mashiko was paying tribute to uh, to um, Kensani Maseko at uh, the funeral service. Maseko reportedly committed suicide at the weekend after accusing her boyfriend of raping her in May this year. Mabizela says that men must play a role in changing how women are treated. What happened to fighter Kensani? Number one, should not have happened, but we know that 
South Africa in its entirety is a crime scene. South Africa in its entirety in workplaces, behind the high walls of the elites and capitalists who are living in wealthy suburbs, are crime scenes. Domestic workers get raped in South Africa by their male bosses. Black women in South Africa, in corporate South Africa, government institutions are getting sexually harassed. Our children are getting raped at universities, at taxi ranks, in the streets. This happens in broad daylight, it happens in the evening, it happens 24 hours a day. We want to make it very clear that we are no friends with these universities because the universities together in collusion with the South African Police Service are to blame for what has happened. And I'm going to tell you why. Rhodes University are the biggest hypocrites. They harbor and actually are the ones encouraging rape and fraud. The student president alluded to it, but because of time, he couldn't continue. I want to finish it. The universities, when our children are being raped and sexually harassed, refuse them to open cases at police stations. We even know, as we know, as happens with every case of child rape, especially for black women and black children, when the students go to the police stations to open the cases, the university goes to bribe the police. We know this. The Minister of Police is sitting here and abused his opportunity to not only honor the life of Fighter Kensali by making commitments to say that the only way that Fighter Kensali will be the last victim of this is if the police can stop their corruption and abuse, secondary abuse of women and rape victims and murders and gynocides and all the femicides we are subjected to. We know that the NPA is complicit in this. We know that the courts are complicit in this. How do we know this? The courts send all criminals who are raping and killing black women and children back to their communities. That is why they deliberately give incompetent NPA prosecutors. They assign them to our cases. We are in courts with sexual harassment victims. We are in courts with child rape victims. Just recently here in Protein, here in Errol Mutualid, a child was raped and in the court it was said that this child had a relationship with this rapist. Child under the age of 10. White women have specific privileges. When we go to courts, the courts, the NPA, when we go to a white police station, the police officers, black police officers, male and female, are tripping all over themselves to help white women. But when a black woman goes into a police station, you are harassed by the police. They even shout and ask you, where's her day? And then they force you. Therefore, we as the EMF are very clear that in honor of fighter Kensan and in honor of the total shutdown women who boldly took to the streets on the 1st of August, barely three days before Kensan sadly took her life. We are going to demand, and we are going to demand it unashamedly, and we are going to be extremely radical about this demand. And we will use any means possible to achieve it. That special courts be set up the way the government was eager to set up special courts in 2010 for the Soccer World Cup to please white people. They 
set up special courts for the World Cup to protect foreign visitors here who are here to see the World Cup. They can't do that for us. We are the majority, we are the mothers of this nation. We are no longer going to tolerate losing our children to the scourge. Special courts must be set up, the police must be trained and trained very fast to attend to our issues with sensitivity and with speed. And we are no longer going to tolerate the corruption in the police stations. I want to say to Rhodes today, you are cowards, Rhodes University. You have taken away our deputy president, former deputy president of Rhodes University, SRC. You have taken her away and for that we will never forgive you. You have blocked her from opening a case at the police station. She would be alive today if you did not do that. Those useless promises that you have that deal with sexual offenses are not helping our children. You must drop those policies and in fact the Minister of Police must put satellite police stations to protect our children in every university. This thing that our children are blocked from going to police stations and that the police stations are bribed by same university executives must come to an end. The police minister must put satellite police stations inside every police station or rather every university campus. The same way you were eager to shoot our children down during Christmas fall. The same way you are eager to kill our people at evictions. The same way you are eager to kill our people at land occupation here in Gauteng daily. It's the same eagerness you must use. And the same way you are eager to loot our money in government. It's the same way you must go and find money and put satellite police stations in every university. For Kensai's life has not gone in vain and we will fight for that to happen. And that was EFF Gauteng Chairperson Mandisa Mashiko speaking at Kensani Maseko's funeral. Um, one of the mourners delivered a speech penned by Maseko's mother as well. But uh, we're not going to go to that now. Um, uh, hopefully, we'll, if we can't get to it, we'll podcast it, uh, that letter that was penned by Kensani Maseko's uh, late mother. But we're going to go to news now. Uh, uh, we're going to get news headlines. And when we come back, uh, Batabile Lamini, uh, she is currently at the podium, uh, the minister, uh, of course, uh, dealing with the portfolio of uh, women and children. And then that will be followed uh, by a quick, a few remarks by Arts and Culture Minister Natim Tetwa and uh, after that it will be President Cyril Ramaphosa to deliver the keynote address. So let's just quickly get the news headlines uh, from Nandika Shamini, sports headlines and then uh, we'll dip back into what's happening in Paul. Thanks, Akina. Good afternoon. Head of the EFF Student Command, Peter Kietze, says there's no sufficient support for students who suffer from depression at South Africa's institutions of higher learning. Meanwhile, hundreds of people are attending the National Women's Day celebrations in Paul in the Boerland. And one person has been killed and nine others seriously injured in a collision involving a car, a truck and a bus on the R106 at Umtin 20 near Port Shepston on the south coast of KZN. I'll be back with full details on these and other stories at 1. For SAFM News, I'm Nandika Shamni. This is SAFM Sport. Good afternoon to you. I'm John Carricker. Orlando Pirates registered their first win of the season. They beat Chippa United 1-0 in the Epsom Premiership last night. Chile boys yet to win the season. Here's Pirates coach Mulitin Shredojevic. I would say in preparation for the match, we knew that we are playing against very good football playing team, coached by my dear colleague here present, that 
is uh, when you analyze in February, end of February, we play the match here and you see uh, the team that he has here. I hope that people will understand that it's not easy, there's no magic stick and at once to set the team to be at top of performance. So I want to give credit to my colleague. We have prepared very well, no matter of that, in scouting and preparing everything from tactical point. It has been endgame. That was not easy. Supersports United grabbed their first win of the season. 1-0 win over Amazulu at the Lucas Maripe Stadium. Evans Riziki scoring the only goal in the 48th minute. United's defensive rock, Clayton Daniels, pleased with Masat Sansa's effort against a gritty Amazulu side. Yeah, I think it was a very good game for us. You know, the monkeys off our back. We got the three points that we wanted. We played home. And uh, yeah, we created a lot of scoring opportunities to, to win the game even more. You know, it's our second game uh, of the season, so... Uh, yeah, we we on the right track, and uh, and I hope we can we can stay on this part where we pick up our own points. You know, it's important to to win our own games, and uh, yeah, it's still early days for us. Cape Town City's high flyer finished yesterday, beaten two one by Baraka FC. Free State Stars at home beat Marisburg United, and Bloemfontein Celtic away from home beat Golden Arrows by two goals to nil. Black Leopards are away at Highlands Park in a clash of the returnees into the EPSA Premiership today. It's at the Makuleng Stadium in Tembisa. After bagging maximum points in the opener against Polokwane City last weekend, Leopards coach Joel Masutu says his players have calmed down and are ready for the clash with Highlands. Masutu isn't expecting to meet the same Highlands side as the one that they competed against in the National First Division last season. They are a very, very tough team to beat, especially in Makulong where they've been killing everyone. So you never know what to expect or who might be starting. So obviously, new players also bring new things. Even though maybe they will try to stick to their way of playing, but it's you know. So we don't have to worry much about about what they can do. I think we have to worry about ourselves because if we apply ourselves properly. And then we go there and play without fear and not respecting Highlands Park. Uh, I, I think we can get a positive result. Show me the money. It was rumoured yesterday. It's sealed today. Chelsea have signed Kepper Arathabalaga. I've been practicing this. Arathabalaga. <laughs> uh, we're going to call him Kepper from now on. <laughs> uh, he is the Athletic Bilbao goalkeeper. But Chelsea have signed him for £71 million. The highest ever paid for a goalkeeper and a club transfer record as well. He arrives in Stamford Bridge. He was, uh, the release in his contract was all came in. Anyway, it beats Allison's £66.8 million to Liverpool. Signed a seven-year contract with the club. Former Chelsea keeper Mark Schwarzer says fans need to be patient as Kepa fits into the team. Well, pretty much 18 months, didn't it? So, And, and there was a lot of question marks being asked about the hair at that time. And, and was he going to be good enough? Could he handle it? Could he adapt his game? And obviously, we all know now, you know, he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world. So he has adapted. And, and it may well take Kepa that sort of time to, to adapt as well. Let's go to tennis now. Kevin Anderson beat Evgeny Donsky yesterday in Toronto, 4-6-6-2-7-6. Also is for Rafael Nadal and Alexander Zverev, the first and second seed, respectively. Meanwhile, China's former world number one double star Peng Shuai was banned for six months, fined $10,000 for attempting to force her doubles partner to withdraw from Wimbledon last year. She was found to have used coercion and offered the possibility of financial reward in return for a main draw partner agreeing to withdraw from the ladies' doubles event. Big golf starts today. The PGA Championship. Let's hear from Rory McIlroy. Seems to be taking things a little bit easily. Spent a bit of time in the range yesterday. 
Uh, you know, I'm going to hopefully, if there's a window here, go and spend a bit more time on the range today, uh, play a team tomorrow. But it's sort of, this seems like a golf course that's right there in front of you. There's no real hidden, you know, I don't think you need to know it that well. Like one look, one look at it's going to be good enough. Um, and as long as I can get my, my game and my swing into shape and I can start hitting the ball the way I want to, you know, hopefully it, c- it can be a good week. At your Sports 4 this afternoon. Plenty more coming up through on SFM throughout the afternoon. Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM. 22 minutes before one. Okay, time for us to go back to uh, Paul in the Western Cape. And at the podium now is uh, the Minister of Women in the Presidency, Batabile Lamini. I don't love you anymore means I don't love you anymore. <laughs> Fellow men, women of South Africa have human rights like all of us. And Masisulu fought for the rights of women and emancipation of women. And as long as women are not part of the economy, and as as long as women are not a part of the leadership in business, in the judiciary, in organizations, and wherever you will not see progress. Because wherever, when, in, in any place where there is a woman, you will see change. And uh, one other thing that is a challenge is femicide. And uh, let's just take a decision. Violence must come to an end. Let's take a decision that all structures of government, of the the state itself, must ensure that women are safe at all times. And as we go out to mobilize our communities in the Tumamina spirit, we must uh, Remind all South Africans that Utatu Mandela, no Mam Albertina Sisulu, were part of that campaign. And comrades, ladies and gentlemen, here I can feel the spirit of Babulutuli. I can feel the spirit of Charlotte Matege, who says. If Ugo leadership position or if Gyokheta Ungati Ele position in Ati Ifanele mean it lay on the Joyelu Wenzega Uti Umam Charlotte Umangabe Wenzegile Waketa bring up another woman with you. What in the Watindi Mbogoto Malibongwe Madam Speaker I'm sorry I forgot to recognize you Yes, I'm so sorry Thank you very much Amanda Thank you very much uh, Minister of Women in the Presidents Umamuba Tabile Zamin Indeed, 
Ukulumi Lenard, you reminded me of uh, the last lehuta that we had as NGO, where Minister in the Presidency, Minister Zamini Zuma, I remember very well that she stood up boldly so and says that uh, I think we must take a decision as leaders that no man will occupy a leading position in the society if that man don't pay their maintenance. What is Agukon daughter is a Bangumeya. 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 Western owned uh, entity. Ukuba aga badali in Johansa Yabantua. Ufigu leader Paus Misele. Got Abantua and Abapetwe Hilsan. Utiza Upela Londo. Um, the next uh, person that uh, is going to address us actually is going to make a, rem a remark and introduce the president to us uh, is the Minister of uh, Arts and Culture Owen Zogba Masibe Silapa Namtanji Zeniga Spuzi Kengo Omsonga Lema Alisi Seven Slayer Nagalinga Nitae Kwa Tuma Kwa Tiniaz Masi Sipatele Ap uh, Minister, it's over to you. Thank you. Thank you. Malibongwe. Malibongwe. Ikamala makosigazi. Watinta bafazi. Zogunzi. Zogunzi. Well, I can assure you, I'm funubufa. Thank you very much, uh, Program Director, Deputy Minister Soju, His Excellency the President of the Republic of South Africa. I think everybody has been acknowledged, including the Speaker of the National Assembly and the Premier of Nuor Cap, Northern Cape. Uh, just one thing. After all is said and done, it is now time that we ponder on how we, as a society, we raise the boy child. So that we all move towards one direction of building a caring society which will take care of its women. It is also important that we take this opportunity to salute all the generations of women who fought for liberation. Had it not because of them, and that's not a cliche, we wouldn't have reached 1994. And amongst the generations of women, is the generation we like to forget of Ma Kotsima Kabashane of 1913, who, when the leadership of the ANC was still timid, they were very radical and took it upon themselves to challenge the status quo. I'm saying this, uh, Your Excellency, 
by way of saying that uh, if you come closer to the podium, the women will be very happy. Will be very, very happy. Happy Women's Day! Thank you. There's still a lot of noise. And of course, President Cyril Ramaphosa now at the podium and uh, he says there's a bit of noise. Seemingly people coming up there. uh, I'm not sure if it's a protest, trying to make sense of what it is. Um, yeah, it can't quite read uh, what's written on those placards, but there does seem to be a bit of protest action uh, taking place as uh, President Sol Ramaphosa was getting ready to speak. It says one of them, hashtag sign evictions uh, moratorium, hashtag stop farm evictions, uh, hashtag sign farm evictions. And uh, you would understand this because it is in that region of the Boerland in um, the Western Cape where there are many uh, farming communities as well. So um, as you can hear, the program director, they're trying to actually get people People to calm down. President Cyril Ramaphosa with a smirk on his face there uh, watching uh, this uh, spontaneous protest that seemed to have erupted. And uh, as they try to get everything back under control, um, I'm just, uh, you know, taking a look and relaying to you those who cannot see uh, the pictures of what is actually going on there. But President uh, Cyril Ramaphosa ready to proceed. Thank you. I have seen the posters and let us sit down. We will talk about them as well. Minister, Program Director, Minister in the Presidency for Women, Minister Abatabile Zamini, Minister of Arts and Culture, Minister Natim Tetwa, Ministers and Deputy Ministers present here today, Premiers of our provinces in the Free State and the Northern Cape, the Speaker of our National Assembly, Ms. Anne Kituku Shongwe, UN Women, based here in Sadek, Ms. Asetu Koite, the President of the Pan-African Women's Organization, MEC Mare of the Western Cape Province, Mayor of the Winelands District, Dr. Elna von Schilt, Mayor of the Drakenstein Municipality, Mr. Conrad Poole, 
the Secretary General and Deputy Secretary General of the Governing Party, the African National Congress, leaders of women, civil society organizations, the ANC Women's League, the Ili Talabantu, Charlotte Matleke Institute, Tulasi Zemanye, faith-based organizations, the stalwarts of our liberation movement, Umamu Sophie de Brain, Mayor Mildred Lysia, Miss South Africa, fellow South Africans, I welcome you and I'm pleased to be here. Minister Batabile Zamini, you spoke about how Umamo Sisulu encouraged women to have their afros. I used to wear an afro as well. I had the most beautiful afro in my younger days. And I'm actually thinking that I should let my hair grow so that my afro can come back. We are celebrating Women's Day in a historic year. Historic because in this year we remember a number of people who have played a critical role in our struggle. It is historic on this year because 100 years ago, a great leader of our struggle, Mahmoud Makleke, led women across the country to form the Bantu Women's League. Charlotte Makleke was born at a time when women <clears throat> were still considered auxiliary members of the National Liberation Movement. The Bantu Women's League defied not only the tyranny of racial oppression, but also the prejudice and discrimination that women continued to confront on a daily basis during her time. It advanced, that is the Bantu Women's League, advanced a vision of a society defined by freedom, dignity, equality, and respect. The struggles fought by the Bantu Women's League affirmed black women as political activists and social reformers, as well as, as leaders in their own right and agents of their own liberation. That was a hundred years ago. This year we also celebrate the centenary of the birth of Umama Albertina Sisulu, one of the greatest leaders this country has known, a woman who inherited the fighting spirit of Charlotte Makleke and the institutional legacy of the Bantu Women's League. We celebrate her extraordinary contribution to the struggle of the people of our country for liberation. 
through Umama Albertina Sisulu, through her courage and selflessness, she kept the flames of freedom burning even in the darkest hours and moments of apartheid oppression. She suffered greatly and was separated from her husband, Walter Sisulu, for many, many years. She was left as a single mother having to care for the children of the Sisulu family. She embodied the values that continue to guide our struggle for the emancipation of women and indeed the freedom of all people all over. Women's Day is an opportunity to pay tribute to the remarkable women leaders who have been at the forefront of the liberation struggle. And it is in this regard that we as a nation should regard ourselves as being fortunate to have had iconic women who have not only participated in our struggle, but who have also led the struggle, but also during difficult and dangerous times. It is on this day that we remember leaders like Umamuwini Matigizela Mandela, Ulilian Goy, Helen Joseph, Rahima Musa, Sophie Debrain, Dora Tamana, Betha Gowa, Florence, Florence Matumela, Ruth First, Dorothy Zishangu, Ray Alexandra, Liz Abrams, Dorothy Nyembe, Victoria Mkenge, Pila Ndwandwe, Nomkosi Mini, Colleen Williams, Fatima Mier, Florence Ribeiro, Mama Shinini, Sister Bernard Nube, Lydia Compe, Dalsi September, Josephine Mashobani, Mildred Lysia, Helen Susman, and many others. We pay tribute to these women and many others who went to prison for burning their passes, who stood trial for treason, who defied unjust laws, who went on strike for a living wage, who joined the ranks of Unkonto Wesizwe, and we have many of them here today, who were banished, who were forced into exile, who were censured, who were jailed, who lost their lives to the murderous forces of the apartheid state. And today, we celebrate those women and we applaud them and we dip our heads and say thank you, thank you.
for what you did for our struggle. And if I got applause. Ekwurni irdi applause by a lecker. So Women's Day is a celebration of the achievements of all these women and millions more because the women of our country have carried and have borne the brunt of the oppression that was unleashed on our people.